morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We're going to give a little bit of takeaways from last night's Thursday night football. We're going to break down the injuries that you need to know for this weekend. I'm going to give you a must start, a must sit, and then we're going to go game by game by game by game by game by game by game in my Yahoo Pick'ems and pick some upsets, pick some wins, just go crazy over there in the Yahoo Pick'em world. So all that is coming up on this Wake and Take. So sit back, relax, take out your coffee, and enjoy the show. All righty. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome into the chat, Gooner. Welcome into the chat, Dakota. Welcome into the live, every one of you on Instagram. Anthony, good to see you as well. Welcome. Welcome in. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Let's talk some football. The first thing I want to talk about is last night's Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Saints. Ended up being a pretty okay game as the Saints tried to pull off a comeback and had some you know, electricity there in the fourth quarter, but they still fell short, lose by eight points to the Rams in Los Angeles. And really, it's just Puka Nakua. It's just Matthew Stafford and still Kyron Williams on a tear. Really not much to take away here, but some things to point out. Puka Nakua, he is only 147 yards and nine receptions away from breaking those respective rookie records. So most receiving yards in a season by, by a rookie and most receptions in a season by a rookie. Just an absolutely phenomenal season by him. I imagine with two games left, he's at very least going to get that nine receptions, the 147 yards. We will have to see what will happen uh, for, that, for, for that to happen. I'm sure I'm pretty positive that it will happen. But, you know, that's still a decent amount of yards, and who knows, he could get locked out or whatever. But I doubt it, the way he's been playing. Just an absolutely remarkable season. I hope he can get that rookie record. He does deserve it. Also, Matthew Stafford just does not get enough credit. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, that's not a hot take. In fact, it's a cold take. Matthew Stafford deserves to be in the Hall. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. This is a guy who year in, year out is undervalued in fantasy football, but then also produces on the biggest stages in the NFL. Now bringing the Rams back to the playoffs in a year where nobody really expected it. They thought that they were going to be stuck in this rebuild after getting that Super Bowl ring. But no, he's still slinging it and he's not slowing down. I mean, Matthew Stafford still probably has a couple more seasons left in him at this level. And just some things to point out about this. It's, it's easy to forget. Calvin Johnson in 2012 set the record for most receiving yards in a season. Matthew Stafford was his quarterback. Cooper Cup, just a couple seasons ago, had the triple crown with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. And now Pukunakua on pace to break the record for most receiving yards by a rookie with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. The guy just breeds fantasy football success for his wide receivers and honestly success for his teams. I know the Lions never really did too much, but I guarantee if they didn't have Stafford, they would have been an even worse team than they were and probably multiple winless seasons than just the one. So Matthew Stafford, just an absolutely incredible quarterback, deserves to find himself in the Hall of Fame. And then on to the Saints, just real quick, Chris Olave. I know there's some other storylines here. Rashid Shahid scored a touchdown. Juwan Johnson scored a touchdown. Alvin Kamara was useless. Taysom Hill was useless. Derek Carr had a good game. But Chris Olave on the short week, less than 100%, returning from an injury, nine receptions for 123 yards, 
just a Spartan effort by him, leaving it all on the field. You love to see him know and do the assignment with that injury in the fantasy football semifinals. Just some claps to Chris Olave for getting it done. What a start. What a what a day for him. And yeah, Anthony points out about Stafford, you made Kenny Galladay a good receiver too. Plenty. Plenty of wide receivers were made better by Matthew Stafford. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping he does end up in the hall. I really do think he deserves it. He's a really, really good quarterback. But those are my thoughts on the game. Good job, Rams. Looking like they'll find themselves in the playoffs. I did want to note, with the Saints losing, they are finding themselves out of the playoff race. But they're now tied with the Falcons. And I bring that up because we say the NFC South is crap and all. But there's a really good chance that there's two NFC South teams in the playoffs. If both the Buccaneers and the Falcons win out, both of those teams will probably be in it. So it's pretty funny to think about. But we have the Vikings coming up this weekend who have a tough matchup against the Lions, putting them tied with the Saints-Falcons outside of the playoff picture. And then the Seahawks will vault into that seventh seed with only one game ahead of the Saints, the Falcons and the Vikings. So it's definitely possible. Kind of funny to think about um, at at this point of the year, especially with how bad the South has been, but genuinely in the NFC, we could see two NFC South teams after a result of this game in the playoffs. So anyway, let's go ahead and start previewing some week 16 stuff. And as always, we begin with an injury roundup. And again, we're at the end of the season here. Injuries have piled up immensely. So buckle up. We have a lot of injuries to break down to keep you ahead of the game this weekend. We'll start now. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown did not participate this week. He has a heel injury, not looking like he will be able to go. Keep your eye on it. He could turn things around, but no practice to me, especially on a Cardinals team that doesn't necessarily need to win games. Marquise Brown is probably out this week, so still fire up your Trey McBrides a million thousand percent, and then fire up probably some Michael Wilson maybe could could be worked in a bit more. Zay Flowers has been limited this week with a foot injury. Probably going to be able to go. Not too worried. He's been picking up limiteds all week, and they need him. I mean, they're already kind of hurt in the wide receiver room. So I think that Zay Flowers will be playing, especially since it's a Monday night game. He should be good to go. Uh, and then Odell Beckham did not practice yesterday, but it was just due to an illness. And I've got to say, Do we really have to report illnesses on like a Thursday, Wednesday practice? I get it on like Saturday, Sunday, right? So we at least know. But I mean, is Odell really, like, do we really care that he hasn't practiced yet because he's sick? He doesn't play till Monday. It's probably fine. People play through their illnesses all the time. I feel like that doesn't necessarily need to be on the injury report, but it is. So I'm letting you guys know Odell, his tummy hurts a little bit right now. Uh, Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman for the Bears did not practice. This was due to personal reasons, so it did not clarify what that meant. I do personally get a little concerned when I see personal reasons because usually, anecdotally, up in here, I feel like anytime we hear personal reasons, that person does not play that week. You could think about Calvin Ridley with his depression. Uh, I feel like there's been multiple cases of just like family deaths uh, and just stuff like that to where a player just isn't right for the game and ends up missing it to be with their family. We've seen it a few times. So definitely something to keep your eye on as it's now Friday and Deontay Foreman has some personal reasons 
to be uh, missing practice. And it's possible those reasons are also valid enough to miss a game. So if that is the case, you might actually be able to rely on Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert in your deeper leagues and maybe as a DFS dart throw. So again, just keep your eye on Deontay Foreman and his personal life. Another bear that's injured is Cole Komet with a quad injury, but he has been limited this week. Again, suggesting that he should be good to go. Some other limited, just back-to-back here, Kareem Hunt with a groin injury and Rico Dowdle with an ankle injury, both limited. Again, both probably going to go. With them being backup running backs, Kareem Hunt and Rico Dowdle, uh, I would suggest that they probably see less snaps than they had been in the weeks prior. Both Hunt and Rico Dowdle have kind of gotten a decent bit of usage, believe it or not, over the last few weeks and really just since they've been playing. Uh, So it's possible that that goes down again, and maybe we see a true Tony Pollard bell cow and a true Jerome Ford bell cow. So just keep your eye on their practices, what the coaches are saying, and all that stuff. Greg Dulcich, we talked about last week. Greg Dulcich was activated off IR, designated to return, but he is still not practicing, so it's not looking like he will be in this week either. Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, two Packers wide receivers here, are not practicing. Jaden Reed due to a toe and chest injury, and Christian Watson due to his hamstring injury that's already sidelined him twice now. So if that's the case that both of these players miss, which it's trending towards, which sucks, especially for Jaden Reed as he had kind of been coming in clutch for some people in this fantasy football playoffs. But if they're out, it looks like you'll be able to turn to Dontavian Wicks uh, and maybe... Romeo Dobbs, if you feel so confident in him. And lastly, Luke Musgrave might be returning this week as well, as he was designated to return from IR from his lacerated kidney. Uh, I assume that means he's good to go. It's not like a football injury. It's more of a body injury. And if he's being cleared for play and designated to return, I would assume that means that Luke Musgrave is good to go. So if that's the case, and we're talking about four people catching passes Five people catching passes in this game. Romeo Dubs, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Aaron Jones. All five of those players can probably be started depending on which league you're in, how deep it is, and all that stuff. But some decent players to keep your eye on this weekend, especially if Reed and Christian Watson do remain out. Nico Collins, he is good to go with his calf injury. He came out and said it himself. He's been practicing in full. Nico Collins is good to go. CJ Stroud, however, is still sidelined, not looking like he will be clearing the concussion protocol. So then the question becomes, can you trust Nico Collins with uh, Case Keenum? The answer is probably yes. We just saw Noah Brown have a pretty good game. We saw the tight ends have a solid game. We saw Devin Singletary do okay in the receiving game. It's a tough matchup against the Browns, but still there should be some volume and some uh, high-value targets going Nico Collins' way. So I would probably say it's okay to start him. Zach Moss is not practicing. Colts running back Zach Moss still not practicing, not looking like he'll be traveling with the team or ready for game day, despite all the reports earlier this week saying that he will be good to go. It is looking like he will not be in this game. But Jonathan Taylor will. He has been removed from the injury report. Jonathan Taylor is no longer injured. He should be good to go this week, as well as Michael Pittman, who just picked up a full practice, trending towards clearing that concussion protocol. 
as we kind of expected. Maybe not this week, but still with the Colts playoff hopes on the line, division hopes as well as now the Texans and the Jaguars look to be without their quarterback and they're all tied right now. The Colts need to get these wins. And so they're forcing Michael Pittman back uh, as well as Jonathan Taylor. So keep your eyes on that. I would say both need to be started based on name value alone. Mikkel Hardman will move on to Mikkel Hardman. He has been designated to return from IR with his hamstring injury. He's been limited, so it's looking like he'll actually be able to play. And that comes at a good time as Kadarius Toney and Jarek McKinnon are not practicing. Both of those guys catch a couple passes every single game. Uh, so looking like Mikkel Hardman might actually get some usage if he does return just based on his skill set alone. But I do want to note that I am definitely looking at Richie James. Andy Reid came out and said that he wants to get uh, Richie James the ball more. Sky Moore was already placed on IR. If Kadarius Toney is out as well, then we are talking about a true wide receiver slot guy in Richie James on the Chiefs. So uh, look for Richie James if he's available. Josh Jacobs did not practice with a quad injury. The reports earlier this week is that he is expected to play. So I would just keep your eye on this one today to see if he picks up a limited practice. If he doesn't practice again, look to see if they mention rest in any way. I'm still expecting him to play, given that's what the reports have been. But I'm definitely starting to get a bit more concerned, given he hasn't practiced yesterday uh, or I believe all week off the top of my head. So definitely a concern if he doesn't play. Zamir White will get the start again. And another Raider who is not practicing so far is Michael Mayer, the tight end. He has a toe injury that he's battling. No huge follow-up with that. It's not like you're going to actually want to start Austin Hooper. So I would just say, if anything, that's probably more targets going Devontae Adams or Jacoby Myers' way, but not too many. Keenan Allen, he's officially out. I can't remember if we already broke that down or not. So just wanted to bring it back up. Keenan Allen is out, uh, looking like Josh Palmer, Quinton Johnston, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler to be rolling as the pass catchers yet again. So look for those guys to be interesting as they are playing the Bills. Could be some opportunity for garbage time points in that game. So Keenan Allen out. Maybe start up your Josh Palmers and probably keep rolling with Austin Eckler. I know it sucks, but I do think there'll be some garbage time there. Raheem Mostert, the Dolphins running back, the guy who's breaking all of the franchise records for that team right now, is not practicing. But in the notes, it said that it's a knee injury, ankle injury, slash rest day. This is kind of what he's been notated as for the last two weeks. So I'm expecting Raheem Mostert to play despite not practicing. They just want to keep him fresh. Someone that did return to practice, though, is Tyreek Hill. He's looking like he will be good to go for this matchup against the Cowboys, which is good as it is the semifinals, and Tyreek Hill is needed for a lot of teams. Alexander Madison, the Vikings running back, he is not practicing with his ankle injury, so look for Ty Chandler to carry the load yet again. Expect at least 20 points for him. Gonna say again, one of the must-starts of the week. Got to get Ty Chandler in your lineup if Alexander Madison is out. I don't care that the Lions matchup is pretty tough. He looked really good, and he's going to get a ton of volume. Hunter Henry did not practice this week with a knee injury, so it's looking like Mike Jasicki will be getting the start for the Patriots. If you are in tight end hell, Mike Jasicki honestly might be worth it. 
for volume alone without Hunter Henry. I mean, uh, Bailey Zappi's been looking Hunter Henry's way almost every single play. So I believe he would probably do that with Jasicki as well. So just look to see if he's out and maybe scoop up some Jasicki. And Ramondre Stevenson is still not practicing, so you can fire up your Zeke Elliott's some more. Zach Wilson is still concussed. They've come out and said Trevor Simeon will get the start. I do believe that when Trevor Simeon got most of the action a couple weeks ago, Brees Hall was finally utilized as a wide receiver, or not a wide receiver, as a pass-catching running back a bit more. Uh, so that is a possible takeaway there is that Brees Hall gets some more dump-offs. Uh, Devontae Smith, this came out of left field. Devontae Smith is not practicing. He has a knee injury. That is not what you want to see on a Friday slash Thursday, randomly popping up on the injury report, not practicing with a knee injury. I am concerned about Devontae Smith. I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, that is that is not what you want to see. Not looking like he will be able to play. Uh, that does not mean you can start up Julio Jones. I think that just means, if anything, it's going to be a smash week for A.J. Brown. And then, you know, a good running game from Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift will probably be utilized a bit more. Kenneth Walker is not practicing with a shoulder injury. I don't know how to feel about this one, as we did just see him come back to life last week on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. So I thought he was fully healthy. So then to see him not practicing again with a separate injury, uh, it's concerning. However, I do think that the Seahawks need to squeeze out some wins to finish their playoff race. Uh, and so I think that he'll be out there. Whether he gets a limited workload or not is something to be seen. So just keep your eye on Pete Carroll, see what he says. But I think even though he's not practicing, Kenneth Walker should be out there this week. Chris Godwin, however, picked up a knee injury and not practicing. I'm not as confident in him being able to go. Just had the best game of his season. Buccaneers need the wins, but they do need Chris Godwin to stay healthy as well, as they probably will need him for the playoffs. I think they let him sit this week and then uh, bring him back next. But again, keep your eye on it. It's possible they throw him into that active lineup. Will Levis is still not practicing. We already kind of mentioned Ryan Tannehill should be getting the start, but still it's looking more and more likely that Tannehill will be starting. Um, and who really knows what that means? He was very awful early in the season, but it's possible with some time now he, he's feeling a little better. Uh, but I would say the only Titan I'm comfortable starting with Ryan Tannehill is going to be DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. And then lastly, Brian Robinson is still not practicing with his hamstring injury. So if Chris Rodriguez is still out there and you're in a pinch, probably worth throwing him in just to see what happens and probably fire up your Gibson as well in your PPR leagues. That was all the injury updates, a ton of them, a ton of them thrown out there for sure. Uh, but, you know, that's the game. That's the game. So hopefully I can hopefully, you know, the rundown I gave you guys can help you out this weekend. Uh, and uh, hopefully your players that weren't practicing do end up playing instead of missing time. But let's move on. As always, now I've got a must start and a must sit. My must start this week is going to be Dontavian Wicks. It is looking like Jaden Reed and Christian Watson will be out. And with that being the case, he should just get a ton of volume. I know it's a tough matchup against the Panthers, who are third against wide receivers right now. So giving up the 29th fewest points or, or the third fewest, I guess, is how that should be phrased. Not giving up a lot of points to wide receivers. But I just think there's going to be a ton of volume going his way. He's had six-plus targets in back-to-back -back weeks. And Jordan Love has been throwing 39 pass attempts in back-to-back -back weeks as well, just slinging it right now. 
if those guys are out, you've got to find a way to get Dontavian Wicks into your lineup. Now, if Jaden Reed or Christian Watson do for some reason play, then you might want to go risky. And Theo said something this week when he was on. He was just saying, you know, in the playoffs, you don't want a lot of floor plays. If you're deciding between a boom bust or a floor, paraphrasing here, it's probably best to go with the ceiling because if your floor ends up bottoming out, then you really screwed yourself. So I've brought you guys a risky start uh, that I am actually personally rolling with in a couple semifinals matchups due to injuries. Jamison Williams, he just had his highest target total of the year, seven targets, and I'm not going to say it's a fluke. I think he's finally earning those targets and finally being utilized a little bit more. And so I think it's possible that he sees a similar amount of targets again and probably scores a touchdown. I think Jamison Williams has a decent game. It's definitely risky. It's boomer bust. I realize that. But we're in the playoffs here, and sometimes you've got to risk it for the biscuit. Uh, this is a divisional game against the Vikings, and the Lions can clinch the division and playoffs with this win, so they're going to come to play. And as well, they're going to come to play to play spoiler against the Vikings, try to keep them out of the playoffs. And his route tree is becoming more full as well. Last week, we didn't just see him run deep posts and streaks. He was running crossers. He was running slants. He was getting the carries again. He had some very explosive plays. I think Jamison Williams is finally being unlocked. And go with the boomer bust if you're, if you're you know, debating. For example, I'm starting Jamison Williams over George Pickens. I think that that's an interesting one right there went with him over Pickens just because, you know, his floor can be so low with Mason Rudolph, uh, even if he is a good wide receiver and been a bit more consistent. Uh, and the must sit, risky here as always. I hate doing these. I feel like I always miss them, but it's just fun to do, fun to guess what stud will suck. And I'm going with Travis Etienne. Firstly, because I have Travis Etienne and the fantasy football gods hate me when I'm in the playoffs. So I don't expect Travis Etienne to really do anything. But also, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving up the 10th fewest points to running backs in fantasy football right now. Vita Vea is just a total beast. And then the Jaguars are looking to be without Trevor Lawrence. And then Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are already out as well. So I'm expecting the Buccaneers to do a lot of stacked boxes and make C.J. Beathard beat them and not let Travis Etienne run wild. I think that's going to be their game plan. Uh, especially since they're already hurt in weapons. So I expect Travis Etienne to have a pretty low floor game. At the very least, no ceiling. I think in PPR, he'll probably be okay because I do expect him to catch three passes, three, four passes. Uh, but I just don't expect more than like 50, 60 rushing yards and probably not even a rushing touchdown. I'm expecting right around nine to 11 points from this guy this week, which is fine but not what you want from a guy named Travis Etienne in the semifinals. So that's my must-start, must-sit, and my risky uh, play. Um, Chase says he loves Jamison Williams this week, so let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go ahead and hop over to my Yahoo Pick'em League. Let's have some fun here, pick some games, and then we'll answer some questions before the Sonic Troop goes live at 10.30. So let me put my Wake and Take logo on. Here we go. Again, didn't put in my Thursday night football pick. Always forget. I would have picked the Rams in this one too. But whatever. Whatever. Who needs the point? 
Bengals, Steelers, Bengals. Don't even really have to think about that. Mason Rudolph's not that good. Buffalo Bills, Los Angeles Chargers, Bills again. Don't even really have to think about it. Chargers suck uh, with Easton Stick. Falcons, Colts. We're going with the Colts here. They, they're full strength now. They've got Jonathan Taylor. They've got Michael Pittman. Gardner Minshew's playing really well. And they have a chance to start leading the division with a win here and a loss for the Texans and Jaguars. So look for the Colts to beat the Falcons and ruin their postseason chances. Seahawks, Titans. I'm going to go with an upset. Gut is telling me an upset here. Geno Smith is starting again, which I think is a little odd. I just think that that's going to rub some things wrong, the wrong way. And I don't know. The Titans defense is pretty good. And I don't know. I feel like Ryan Tannehill with that play action uh, offense again, just getting back into rhythm. I think that the Titans could actually look pretty good in this game, slow the Seahawks down and win in a really tight contest. Lions, Vikings, I'm going with the Lions here. I know someone said the Vikings pull off the upset because they need the win, but I'm just not going to trust Nick Mullins against this Lions team that's playing lights out right now. Jets, Commanders. We're going with Commanders. By the way, by the way, someone in chat helped me out here. I actually don't think I saw any reports on this. Is Jacoby Brissett getting the start or Sam Howell? Have we found that out yet? I feel like I've completely done a disservice to you guys now thinking about it. If anyone in the chat knows or if you can Google that real quick, before we get out of here, I would love to know. But I just think that the Commanders are going to win. Trevor Simeon was terrible in his one game, and the Commanders need to kind of bounce back. They were a little bit embarrassed last week uh, before Jacoby Brissett came back in. Uh, so either way, Commanders, whether it's Howell or Brissett. And then I see a new comment. Um, Howell is a go. Okay. Howell is a go. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Which is interesting. Jacoby Brissett looked pretty good. You look pretty good. Packers, Panthers, we're going with the Packers here. However, I do think this is going to be close. Uh, the Panthers' defense is just really good. So I do think it'll be close, but the, pa but the Packers win. Texans, Browns, in Houston, they need to win. But there's no C.J. Stroud. I'm going to go with the Browns. But I honestly don't feel great about it. I'm going to go with the Browns, but I honestly don't feel too great about it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, the defense is going to win that game. And Joe Flacco is just playing really, really well. Buccaneers, Jaguars. Um, ooh, we're going to go with the Bucs. Just know Trevor Lawrence as of now. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence does play, I'll go ahead and side with the Jaguars. But it's not looking like it as he's still in concussion protocol. Bears, Cardinals. We're going to go with the Bears. I think the Bears are going to go on a tear to close out this season. I really do. Uh, and this is an easy matchup for them. I think Justin Fields is going to run wild. And it's looking like the Cardinals will be without Hollywood, which, of course, doesn't mean a ton. But still, give me the Bears in this one. Miami Dolphins versus the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys. The Dolphins just struggle against really good defenses, uh, even with Tyreek Hill returning. I just think this Cowboys team is going to win it. They got embarrassed last week. I think they want to prove to themselves that they can win. Plus, they're right now the number two seed in the NFC and winning the NFC East. They want to stay right there. So I think they're going to come to play, and I think they will beat the Dolphins. Broncos, Patriots, you already know, guys. This is an easy one. The Patriots are going to beat the Broncos in Denver. Bailey Zappi's going to throw for three touchdowns, and Russell Wilson's going to have one touchdown with three turnovers. The Patriots are going to win this one, believe it or not, going with the upset, not telling you why, just feeling it. Kansas City Chiefs versus Raiders. Definitely the Chiefs, uh, especially if there's no Josh Jacobs, but just the Chiefs, they're they're starting to heat up. You can kind of feel it. Uh, you you really can. Eagles, Giants, Eagles bounce back in this game for sure. For sure. 
Uh, Tommy DeVito might bounce back as well, but the Eagles are going to win it. They just have to. And then lastly, San Francisco 49ers versus Baltimore Ravens. We're going to go with the 49ers. We're going to go with the 49ers. They're the home team. They're playing unbelievable football right now. And the Ravens really aren't. And there's some less than 100% wide receivers right now. They've just lost Keaton Mitchell as well. I think that this is going to be a tough game for them to win. But I do think if they match up again in the Super Bowl, it'll be a lot closer. I would not be surprised that this is not that competitive. The, honestly, any of these Christmas games. Um, but hey, we'll see. I will say I plan on recording a Christmas episode, a pre-recorded Christmas episode. So tune into that if you want to hear my thoughts on those three games. But those are the picks I'm going with. Let's go ahead and press submit, save picks, stop my screen share, and let's answer a couple questions before we get you guys out of here to go enjoy your week 16. Drop Kincaid for Kraft or Henry? No. A-Chan or Chandler, half PPR? I think you got to go with Ty Chandler. Wow, you got to go with Ty Chandler. Um, let's see. Great call on Richie James says, says Chase. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would like to get him wherever I can. Um, Aaron Jones or Pacheco. I think I'm going to lean Aaron Jones just because I, Pat Pacheco is not going to be a hundred percent. Um, and I just, I'm, I also with the Packers receiving room being a bit decimated, I think Aaron Jones is going to get himself um some catches which defense do you like more chiefs or chicago chiefs chiefs against uh the raiders makes a lot more sense to me Jalen warren or Najee? <laughs> ppr uh god i hate having to answer that question but i guess in ppr we'll go with warren would you play chandler over gibbs no no how serious is keenan allen's injury i honestly don't think it's that serious i'm sure it is a decent injury and missing last week makes sense but i think he if all like if this was middle of the season justin herbert was still happy uh or healthy then i do think keenan allen would be playing but he's not would you start jacoby myers over curtis samuel or pickens uh over pickens yes i might go curtis samuel over him let's see Flacken's flacco or mullins if t law's out let's just go with flacco Flacco, which defense to roll with, dude? Uh, go check out Theo Greminger's article on playerprofiler.com. You can also go to the Player Profiler YouTube channel and check out his video. He did a 20-minute video on the defenses to stream this week, as well as some defenses to stash for next week. It's a great series, so go check out Theo's defense content. Uh, just uh, go to our channel, the Player Profiler channel. Go to live and just scroll down a little bit so you see the uh, defense strategy video. But then you ask specifically, uh, Seahawks, Baltimore, or Lions, not the Ravens. Uh, I think we'll go with the Seahawks against the Titans. Wicks or Jalen Warren? Go with Jalen. Or sorry, Wicks. Go with Wicks. And then Justin Jefferson, Tony Pollard, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, easy. Early stashes for 2024. I guess just hold on to John Mechie. Uh, and I'll, I'll start thinking of some more once we get closer to the offseason. I'm still worried about my semifinals and playoffs right now, Paul. Definitely a great question, uh, but off the top of my head, I just can't think of enough. But I will definitely have a good episode for you guys this offseason about players to stash and all of that fun stuff. But that is going to do it for this morning. Thank you all so much for tuning in. 
This was another great episode of The Wake and Take. You guys were a fantastic audience yet again. Before you hop out, make sure you like this video and subscribe to Player Profiler. That way you can get notifications whenever we go live every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a fantastic Friday, a wonderful rest of your week, and bring home the bacon in your semifinals this weekend. I wish you all the best of luck. Peace.